Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 56, A Challenge and a Cheer, Mother's Day. Hello, hello, and happy Mother's Day. I wish there was a Mother's Day song. I wonder if there is a Mother's Day song. Uh, happy, happy Mother's Day, mamas dear. Happy days will come to you all year. If I had one wish that it would be a happy, happy birth- Mother's Day to you from me. Wow! There you go, your impromptu Mother's Day song. So I do want to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful moms out there and to all those wonderful women who may not have children, but have the purest of mother hearts. I wish you the happiest day full of love and appreciation for the amazing women you are. So I'm calling this week's episode a challenge and a cheer because mothers and women have so much influence, but with it comes so much responsibility. Thus, the challenge. And mothers and women can also be so incredibly hard on themselves and have a very difficult, sometimes even impossible time giving credit where it's due and cutting themselves a break. Thus, the cheer part. Everyone needs a cheer. It may be a really hard balance to find, but today I hope we can spark a little fire under both. And since it's Mother's Day week, I wanted to address the power that women, mothers included, have on building others. Because I think, personally, that it's one of the superhuman gifts most women inherently possess. And when we can access and develop them, they can literally change the world one life at a time. But like I said, it also comes with a big responsibility, one that charges us to keep that power in check with the words and how we employ those words when dealing with others, including our children, families, and spouses. So I want to start where I started, with the woman who gave me life, my amazing mom. She took this new little infant and started the construction process from day one. Of course, I came with a divine foundation that would ultimately help me develop with the gifts and destiny that came from my heavenly parents. But she added every single brick, every ounce of mortar, every nail and hinge and door by the way she built me as a daughter, a person, and a woman. I learned by watching her how to serve, smile and play, love, support others, and just to let things roll. I feel like her production of and influence on me has so much to do with the person I am today, and I love her dearly. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Doug's mother, my mother-in-law, is also a wonderful example, but in so many different ways. Her children learned how to cultivate talents, work and love hard, be honest always, and believe and trust God. She instilled those wonderful characteristics in my husband, and I will forever be grateful for her strong influence on his life. Now, I'm sure that each of us could cite a list a mile long of the women who have had lasting influences on each of us, the people that we've become, and the impressions that they've made on us. So I hope you'll take the opportunity this week to thank and acknowledge them. Dale Carnegie, in his best-selling book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, has an amazing list of 30 ways we can use that powerful influence to build others and do exactly what I want to point out here. 
You can purchase it online as a poster or print it on your own. And I've actually decided to make it a personal goal of mine to work on one of these points each week. Who wants to join me? Wouldn't that be awesome? Because when I look at the influence we as women and mothers have on those we have stewardships over, whether they're in our families or our homes, our callings or our marriages, I really hope I'm not the only one that feels like there's lots and lots and lots of room for improvement. Oh, now this list is quite extensive. And while I'll be working on it personally, I'd like to point out just a handful that I think best apply for this episode. And I should say, this entire list is included in my transcripts at manaormeatloaf.buzzsprout.com. So the first is, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. How hard can that sometimes be? Oh my goodness, it can be so hard, especially when there's more messes and food on the kitchen floor than there are in your cupboards, right? Or when your toddler breaks that heirloom, when your spouse does that same irritating thing he does for the umpteenth time. (laughs) Even in difficult circumstances, however, we can build instead of break down. We can choose to erect a brick in the fabric of others' lives instead of carelessly taking one down, and possibly, maybe even unknowingly, jeopardize the integrity of their structure. Another one that I really liked among those listed was to make others feel important and to do it sincerely. So how do we do that? We validate them as people, don't we? We listen before we correct, we honor always, and we remind them why they're such important parts of our lives. This is a really good one too. Try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. This one is much easier said than done. You know it, but I feel like it's always really a worthy pursuit. The bottom line is it's simply challenging to understand what we don't understand. Considering the other's feelings or behavior, even if you don't completely understand it, and being kind can sometimes be the bridge to understanding. And it's okay to be honest, too, and say, I'm so sorry, I'm having a hard time understanding what drives you to behave or say the things that you do, but I can try to understand why you might be compelled or programmed to do or say what you're doing if you'll help me with maybe some additional insight. So another one that I loved was to begin with praise and honest appreciation. I love this one because it can make such a huge difference in our interactions with others. I've always said that you can say anything as long as you say it the right way. And if you always start out on a positive, it will always be received much better than moving forward when another is already feeling defensive, don't you think? It's that old adage I've told my kids and now my grandchildren that you'll always get more with honey than vinegar. Another tip was to talk about your own mistakes before criticizing others. This one is very, very powerful. I have always loved the bishops that everyone knew didn't have a perfect life record because they were the ones that were so real and approachable, the ones that the youth lined up to talk to, the ones that gave others hope, and that lived in such a way that their service screamed, I'm not perfect. But if I can do it, so can you. Bishop Stevenson was that way for us, and our daughter loved him dearly, too. For that very reason, President McMurdy, President Reese, all made lasting impressions because they were humble 
and quick to recognize their imperfections so that when they had to offer corrective counsel, it was so much more easily received. When your child loses his temper, for example, and you scream back at him, does he believe you understand? What about when you say, Oh, sweetie, I know exactly how you feel. Sometimes mommy loses her temper too. I know it can be hard to take a breath. I wish I did better sometimes too. Should we practice that together? This kind of goes hand in hand with the next one, which is to ask questions instead of giving direct orders. No one likes to be bossed around. No one. Am I the only one that thinks that most women could possibly stand to improve a bit on this one? Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me. (laughs) But I know I feel a lot more helpful and capable when my husband says, I know you're super busy, hun, but you're so good with that tractor and I can't move all those T-posts myself. Would you mind helping me out? It makes a big difference, doesn't it? And did you see how that one example incorporated two things that we previously pointed out? Begin with praise and appreciation and make the other person feel important. You better believe I'm on that big red tractor helping move tons of T-posts when I'm approached in that manner. It really works. The last one I want to draw your attention to is probably my favorite, and it is to use encouragement and make the fault seem easy to correct. Is it crazy that I remember my grandma bird telling me when I spilled milk in her kitchen on her green patterned carpet that it was only spilled milk? I just remembered that and I wanted to share that with you because how funny is it that now I have my own version of that very thing when I tell my grandchildren, no worries, we'll just clean it up over similar spills or messes of unimportance. Each of these suggestions by Dale Carnegie are ways we can use the power of our influence to build the loved ones in our lives and magnify our callings as mothers and women and leave a legacy of learning and love that they in turn will pass along to others who turn to them for direction. As I thought of the power we have as women and mothers, I thought of a few unfortunate examples as well who may have misused that power. In the most recent general conference, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, in his address titled, Not as the World Giveth, referred to the fervor of President Gordon B. Hinckley when he spoke to the men of the church in regards to abuse of any kind. He then quoted President Hinckley when he said, In too many instances, otherwise faithful men, women, and even children can be guilty of speaking unkindly, even destructively, to those to whom they may well be sealed by a holy ordinance in the temple of the Lord. Everyone has the right to be loved, to feel peaceful, and to find safety at home. Please may we try to maintain that environment there. The promise of being a peacemaker is that you will have the Holy Ghost for your constant companion and blessings will flow to you without compulsory means forever. No one can employ a sharp tongue or unkind words and still sing the song of redeeming love, end quote. Now, let me take a second to clarify right here that my intention with this list is not to make anyone feel bad about shortcomings or add more to the never-ending list of areas we may feel we need to improve upon. I just had this list in one of my blank books and it hit me as a powerful guideline for me and the way I want to influence my children and grandchildren. And I thought it was a good challenge for every mother and woman charged with the care of young people and given the sacred stewardship of loving and caring for the needs of a spouse. So 
this is the cheering part. Rah, 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 sis, boom, ba. <laughs> because I believe we can challenge ourselves to do better, like we just did, but also cheer ourselves on as we do so. So allow me to help you. First, I want to share a story that I'm not proud of. In fact, it still stings in the recesses of my heart, but I'm sure you'll all feel like better mothers as a result. Well, I was a young mom with four kids, and one night my beautiful, very active little boy who knew exactly how to push every one of my buttons pushed just a little too hard and was being downright naughty. Well, I took the scripture, spare the rod, spoil the child, you remember that one, to heart, and whopped him on the butt to get his attention, and all he did was smirk at me. He put his hands on his hips and cocked his little head and said, that didn't hurt. (laughs) Well, you know what I did. You know what I had to do, right? I spanked him again with a little more meaning behind it, but again, he defied his scolding with the same exact words. That didn't hurt. That did it. I sent him to his room and paddled his cute little behind on the way. A little harder than I had intended. But this time he turned around with tears in his baby blues and said with as much bravery as he could possibly muster, that didn't hurt. (laughs) Between sniffles. Oh my gosh, you guys. I cried all day. I cried all night. I apologized a billion times at least and tried so hard to explain to a child that had already actually forgiven me. I tried to repent, but I was just sure that I would burn in hell for treating one of God's special spirits with such anger. And I'll be honest, the thought of that and retelling the story still hurts to think about. Now, I wish I would have had then the words spoken by Elder Holland in 2015 in his conference address titled, Behold Thy Mother, when he said, quote, To all mothers in every circumstance, including those who struggle, and all will, I say, be peaceful. Believe in God and yourself. You are doing better than you think you are. In fact, you are saviors on Mount Zion, and like the master you follow, your love never faileth. I can pay no higher tribute to anyone, end quote. Oh, the power in those words. You're doing better than you think you are. And how hard they are to summon when we need to believe them most, right? The same phrase was used by Utah's Young Mother of the Year, Brianne Bolingbroke-Moline, in 2014 when she said, quote, Mothers and fathers have such a huge influence. Don't ever give up. You're doing better than you think you are. Just keep putting one foot in front of another, end quote. So in an effort to point out exactly how many times we're told from our leaders that we are in fact doing better than we think we are, I typed into the search bar of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints website, you're doing better than you think you are. And there were 24 references in the first four pages alone, What a wonderful resource, and I challenge you to do the same when you need to pick me up. One of my favorites was in November 1976 by Elder Neil A. Maxwell, who said, Some of us stand before no more harsh a judge than ourselves, a judge who stubbornly refuses to admit much happy evidence and who cares nothing for due process. 
We are doing better than we think we are! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Sure, there are places we can improve and things we can do to challenge ourselves and learn from (coughs) this challenge, just saying. (laughs) But the thing we have to remember is that God, our loving Father in heaven, has equipped us with exactly what and who we need to learn from. He has provided a Savior, His Son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us from our shortcomings and imperfections, and His grace is sufficient through the atoning sacrifice of His blood to help us as mothers and women to reach our divine potential and empower us to do His will on earth by blessing and building those around us. I hope each and every one of you has a truly wonderful and blessed Mother's Day, and I hope you cherish the opportunities you've been given to nurture and influence. Cherish your own mothers and those who've made you mothers and grandmothers. Cherish this day, my friends. Happy Mother's Day! (laughs) 